there was just a knowingness inside of me. I almost want to say to you, it was like a bell went off. It was like there was something that awoken inside of me that was calling me to whatever was next, even though I couldn't see what that was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would love to say like, oh yeah, I had this grand vision and I took all these steps and I achieved my goal, but that's not what happened. Like what (laughs) happened was I felt like I took a walk in the dark and Mm -hmm. with every step I took, the next step became illuminated. Hi, I'm Biz Kush, a life coach and therapist, and your host here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We're talking to women all over the world who found their way back to themselves, to their inner knowing, to their intuition, to their wisest self. We're exploring how to feel alive, authentic, engaged, and fully present in your life. Let's awaken your wise woman. Hi there. Welcome back to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. I'm your host, Biz Kush or Elizabeth Kush, depending on how you know me. And I'm super excited that you're here. We are closing in on the end of season two of the podcast. So that's kind of exciting. And also our download numbers are approaching almost 100,000 downloads since the podcast began. And that just blows my mind. So thank you all, all of you listeners for continuing to tune in and the new listeners who are signing up to uh, check out the podcast each week. If you are interested in working with me, you can find out more about what coaching is like with me at elizabethcushcoaching.com. All kinds of info there, and I hope you will check it out. You can sign up for a 90-minute deep dive coaching session that costs $297 that we would can roll into a longer six-month package if you decide that you want to continue to work with me. So check that out. Today, my guest is Donna Bond, and I'm very excited about our conversation. She and I connected on a lot of different levels, but really the thing that struck me was how her sort of awakening, noticing the universe signaling her and that it was time for her life to take a different direction, just really touched me in a way that resonates so much with how I'm feeling these days, that that the universe has been hyped shared this before that it's been showing up and sending me signs that helping women learn how to really trust their intuition, trust themselves fully is my life's work. It's my goal. It's my mission. And so this conversation with Donna, where she tuned into those messages from the universe that allowed her to shift the direction of her career and her life was really meaningful to me. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Let's get started. At the age of 45, Donna Bond woke up at the top of her game. On the outside, it all looked perfect. She was working as a marketing executive, making great money, 
living in a beautiful home and was married to an incredible guy. On the inside, she was exhausted, depressed, unhappy, and unfulfilled, all leading to a decision which she now understands as divine intervention, enrolling in the University of Santa Monica and simultaneously beginning her journey of personal transformation. Everything changed from the inside out. Today, she is a soul-centered catalyst for personal transformation. She believes when we do the work individually to trust our higher self and love our human self, the ripple effect changes the world. Donna holds a master's degree in spiritual psychology with an emphasis on consciousness, health, and healing. And I'm very excited to share this conversation with Donna as we connect around finding our true spiritual self, as she calls her feminine, spiritual, ancient, original, wisdom-knowing high priestess self who believes in magic and miracles. So it was really an interesting connection of our parallel journeys, which I really appreciated walking with her in this conversation today. So here we go. Donna Bond. Hi, Donna, and welcome to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, but for listeners who might not know who you are, could you share a little bit about yourself and your inspirations? Yeah, Biz, thank you so much for having me. It's really my honor to be here with you today. So thank you for inviting me. I was a corporate marketing executive for 28 years. I woke up at the age of 45, sort of at the top of my game. And on the surface, it looked like I had it all. And deep down, I was really miserable. And Mm. I went crying to a psychic, literally, begging her to help me find my purpose, which this was not the first time that I had done something like that. And Mm -hmm. she said to me, Donna, your guides are spelling it out for me. They said spiritual psychology. And I said, what in the hell is spiritual psychology? And she said, there are three universities that teach a program in this. And she gave me the name of the first two and she never gave me the name of the third. And so I went home and consulted the other Oracle, Google, And found my way to the University of Santa Monica. And I, after a very long back and forth with my ego, Mm. which was coming up with 101 reasons why not to do that, I enrolled myself in this master's program in spiritual psychology. And it was a journey into myself. It was a journey into coming home to the truth of who I am. And it was through that journey that I found my way to coaching, which was not a direct straight line (laughs) by any means. Yeah. And I've been serving in the area of transformation of consciousness for the past seven years. Now I just celebrated my seven year anniversary and I love it. 
I love it. I just published my first book, uh, which I know we'll talk a little bit about today, Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. So, okay. I went back to school for a master's in counseling psychology at 50. Got that degree, opened my practice seven years ago. So, and have been since then because I had done some inner work, but not a ton studying psychology really opened the door for me to do more work for myself so that I could yeah. be the best therapist I could be for my clients. Yep. And that journey continues, but so many parallels. So that's interesting. Yeah, no, I love it. And I just, you know, I want to give a nod to you and to I, and to all of the women out there who are starting over or even thinking about starting over at this very midpoint in our lives. And, yeah. you know, when I, when this journey began for me, I don't know about you, but there was sort of not one cell in this body. There was not one idea in this mind that thought that that was possible. You right. know, the framework that I was working with, the mindset that I had was one of limitation at best, right? Mm -hmm. I really was confined in what I knew. And so opening myself, opening my mind to the possibility of doing mm -hmm. something different, that in and of itself was a huge opening. Yeah. 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 For me, not being, I wasn't a business person. And for me, it was something I knew I wanted to do. It just I wanted it to happen sooner, but it didn't financially and my children, it just did not fall into place until I was 50, 50. So, but, but the idea, I think, as you said, that for any woman out there who's like, oh, I'm too old to change or, oh, I can't change direction at this time in my life. I'm already set. Like it can happen. It can so happen. And even yeah. when I did resign my position from the corporate world, I did not go right into coaching. As a matter of fact, I didn't know at that time that I was going to be a coach. If you had mm. told me that I was going to be a coach, I would have argued with you and said, there is no way, there's no way that that's possible, <laughs> that I'm going to be working one-on-one -on -one in a sacred, compassionate, lovely container of yeah. yeah. It just was so far out of the realm of what I knew and understood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I love that you followed your heart or whatever it was, your intuition that led you <laughs> to that program. So yeah, you said that too, in your book, you describe kind of coming to this place of exhaustion and burnout and this actually that that experience you now see as sort of like a divine intervention of like, okay, it's time to wake up and do something different. Can you share a little bit more about that experience for you? Like how, I mean, often I think when we're in a place of burnout, it feels like we're stuck and there's nowhere else to go and we feel so limited. And yet here we are talking about this lovely transformation that you yeah. went through. Well, so I enrolled myself in this master's program and I was about a year into it. And truthfully, Biz, I had no idea why I was doing that. 
Like I didn't have a clearly defined goal or a clearly defined reason. And so it was very illogical on a lot of levels that I was making this time investment and this financial investment, which was compounding the exhaustion actually. Right. And not by chance, the very first weekend that I sat down in the classroom at the University of Santa Monica, I felt a pain in my right shoulder. And I did what most corporate executives do when they experience pain in their body. I ignored it for the better part (laughs) of a year, for the better part of a year. And I was actually on an airplane. I was on my way to a leadership conference with the company that I had been working with previously with the Ritz Carlton. And on that plane, I was reading Ken Robinson's book called Finding Your Element. And I had a lot of aspirations for that book because I had sort of been looking for my element for my entire life and I hadn't found it yet. And I was hoping I was going to find it in that book, (laughs) which I still did not, right? I was at the very last few pages of that book and I still had not found it. However, as I was reading those last few pages, Robinson was talking about how we play it safe. And he was using Mark Twain's famous quote, you know, 50 years from now, you're going to be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things that you do do. So sail away from the safe harbor, throw off the bow lines, explore, dream, discover, right? So as Mm -hmm. I'm reading this, I am suddenly confronted with the knowing of how safe I've been playing it. Mm -hmm. And that I was caught up in this rat wheel, right? And I was really doing it to myself, the exhaustion, the burnout, because there was part of me that refused to stop. And in that moment, I suddenly was taking stock of my whole life and where I had been and where I was now. And as I was sitting in that seat on that airplane, this shoulder problem that I had ignored for the better part of a year was throbbing. It was visibly swollen. It was just incredible pain. And here I am on my way to a conference where I know I'm going to drink too much. I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm going to continue to push my physicality, right? In a way that is not good right now (laughs) in a way that I wasn't really going to be able to withstand the further damage I was doing to my, to my Mm. body. Yeah. And so as I'm reading this book, I get to this little eight line poem called risk. And that poem goes like this. And then the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And in that moment, I felt like I was given a dose of divine guidance because my shoulder felt like that bud. It felt Mm. like that bud, right? That was so painful. And this sort of withholding 
right. of my own like expression. Yeah. yeah. Total right. constriction, total withholding of my own expression that just needed to be shared out in the world. Hmm. And so in that moment, all of this emotion came forward and I suddenly had crystal clarity that I was going to quit my job because that was part of the chains that were binding me into this position that I couldn't seem to break myself out of. And even though I am a super logical, super practical person in that moment, it didn't matter that I didn't have a plan or a clue, or it didn't matter. I knew inside of myself that I was done. I was going to resign this position. Wow. And as the conference unfolded, I was really viewing everything through a very different lens than sort of the old me who would have been taking notes and figuring out how to implement strategies when I got back to the office and sort of like none of that was happening. I was really in this very reflective place as I was viewing my life and my accomplishments and and where I had gotten to in my career, mm-hmm. which growing up in a middle-class family was achieved some status and some success according to the material world. Yeah. What I didn't mention, and that's very sort of important in the story, is in the beginning of this journey that I was taking, being this trip, going to this leadership conference, mm-hmm. I was experimenting with the powers of creation. And I was experimenting with the universe. And I was reading Pam Grout's book, E Squared, Nine Do-It-Yourself Experiments That Prove Your Thoughts Create Your Reality. And sort of on a whim, I had said, universe, bring me an apple, which was really random. And at the time meant nothing to me. Right. So this experience happens on the plane. I get all of this incredible clarity. I'm at this conference. It's the very last night of the conference. There's this big gala dinner, you know, at the Ritz Carlton, beautiful five course wine pairings with this exquisite meal. Mm -hmm. And my name was called to the stage where I was the recipient of the Western Regional Marketing Achievement Award for the third consecutive year in a row. And as I am receiving my award, I'm like, even I'm grounded even further in my knowing that like, this is it I'm done here. And even though I have no idea what's next for me, I'm done. And I walk back to my seat where they have just served dessert. And before me is the most elaborate apple dessert that you've ever seen, right? With like green apple sorbet and apple confit. And and I would have probably missed it had it not been for the menu card because, you know, the Ritz Carlton, they they tell you exactly what you're eating. (laughs) Right, right. So I look down at this apple dessert and I'm seeing this menu card next to me with the word apple all over it. And I just cried. And I thought, Mm. I am absolutely being encouraged 
by the gods right now, right? That are like giving me a nod that yes, it is time to leave. It is time to reinvent yourself, to use the power of your thoughts, to recreate your life. And that's exactly what I went on to do. I love the the sort of magical quality, but coming from a business and being a very practical minded person, it sounds like you were, it sounds scary too, to decide I'm going to leave this very stable known thing, even though it was exhausting you and burning you out to do this very unknown thing. Yes. Yes. I mean, without question. And there was just a knowingness inside of me. I almost want to say to you, it was like a bell went off. It was like, there was something that awoken inside of me that was calling me to whatever was next, even though I couldn't see what that was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would love to say like, oh yeah, I had this grand vision and I took all these steps and I achieved my goal, but that's not what happened. Like what (laughs) happened was I felt like I took a walk in the dark and Mm -hmm. With every step I took, the next step became illuminated. Mm. And so part of, and, and this is very much in my, in my teachings and how I work with my clients, when they're walking through something that they can't see around the next corner, this is an ego pattern that are, we want to know what all the steps are. We want to know how long it's going to take. What's it going to cost? What's my return on the investment? What could possibly go wrong? What's the safety plan? Like that's what our ego wants to know. And when we get caught up in that, that's exactly what stops us. Mm. So I like to think it's helpful to move things past the ego in a way in which the egos like doesn't feel the rocking of the boat. And Doing it one step at a time is a really great strategy for that. Because what Mm -hmm. I have learned is that with each step that we take, that step literally informs the possibility of the next step. But when we try to plan it all out, we don't have the dynamic experience of the universe working with us that Mm. is in this co-creative process together. So it's like you take one step and then the chips fall where they fall and things get informed from there. Well, and two, I think people get so, when I think of clients who kind of get stuck with change or shifts or the what's next is they're starting from this point and looking to what is the end goal and all those steps to get there. They're right. just like, oh, it's just too hard. Yep. Back too in hard. my corner. Can't get there. Back in the safety I'm zone. just going to stay here versus like, I'm just going to take this first step yep. and see what this feels like. And as you said, sort of what opens, what becomes illuminated as you take those steps yeah. one step at a time. Yeah. You know, and also I think the universe is always giving us clues. And when we're so headstrong and have our teeth sunk into our way, we miss those open doors or we're trying to crash through doors that are closed for a reason. 
Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what helped you really get to that place where you were trusting yourself to take those steps? I mean, because that feels to me like that takes a lot of, I don't know, as you say, grounding and security in yourself. Well, and I think it does take trust and courage. And in my experience, courage is what is born out of taking those steps. And Mm. in our humanness, we want to like, I'm going to get the courage and then I'm going to make the step. And like, I'm going to go take a class or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to get a coach, right? Like I'm going to do all these things so that I can get the courage, but that's not going to give you the courage. The courage, it's a magic elixir that is born while you're in the leap in the middle of the air. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep, yep. Remember yep. the Indiana I Jones? Yeah. Right. Remember the yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones? I think it was like the last crusade and, and he's like trying to save his father and he's got to like jump across the abyss. And right. in that he suddenly realizes like, oh my God, it's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. Yeah. yeah. It's a leap of faith because mm-hmm. this is what inspires fires, this inner trust, this inner knowingness, this inner courage that cannot and will not come from anything outside of ourselves in a true, tangible, lasting way. It can yeah. only come from inside of us. And that is only inspired as we break through our own limitations. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of my favorite quotes, and it's early on in your book, which I also love the title of your book, Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You. But this quote, you say, I masked my true self, my feminine, spiritual, ancient, original wisdom, knowing high priestess self, which believed in magic and miracles and kept on keeping on. And like, to me, that's like, okay, when you're harnessing that, courage can grow from there, right? In a way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I love that you're pulling this out. And I, I, you know, what I want to offer around this is we all have that part of us, right? And that is the part of us that is rooted in loving, right? Rooted in compassion, neutral, to anything Mm. that's happening in the world, that is the Mm. part of us that can stand through it, that doesn't get caught up in it. Yeah. That is our wise woman. Right. That is our wise woman. And, you know, that is what I would call, I, my definition of original wisdom is the unconditional loving that is part Mm. of all beings. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Hmm. And for you discovering that sort of opening your heart to that wisdom that you had, what was that like for you? What was that experience? I mean, I know it unfolded in a very organic way, but when did you come to this realization of like, ah, here I am. Hmm. Is there's so many moments, but what's coming forward for me to share in this moment is permission for gentleness Mm. 
I grew up the daughter of parents who had immigrant parents. And mm. it was all about tough love, you know, hard work and sacrifice, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps, yeah. powering through at any cost, you know, yeah. sort of that drive, drive mentality against yeah. all odds. We're like, we're in the fight to fight to fight. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. And it was through the University of Santa Monica and really through Dr. Mary Holmick, who is the chief academic officer and you know founder, her and her husband, Ron, were really the pioneers of spiritual psychology. But she demonstrated to me a compassionate strength, a tender lovingness that was exquisite. And mm. she was really my first example in my whole life of a tenderness that had that strength behind it. Mm. And I was like, what's that? Right. Like I want, I want that. that. I want some of that. And what that is, as I witness her, as I experience her is that is her divine essence that is very present in her consciousness and therefore very present in what she brings as she's engaging with people, as she's engaging with students, as she's engaging with, you know, coworkers in life. And so the way that I would describe this and the way that I sort of understand it in my own consciousness is it's like, we bring in more of our soul, you know, we've got this loving presence that is Mm -hmm. our soul, but most of us, because we don't know how to connect with that part of ourselves and because that part of ourselves is often covered up, hidden, buried through many, many misunderstandings that we've experienced in our life through pain and trauma and stories, cultural beliefs, that part of us gets covered up. And Mm. I believe our lives journeys are about uncovering that, right? And the Mm -hmm. true discovery of that essence that is within all of us. And that essence is compassionate. It's gentle. It's precious. Mm-hmm. And it's tender. But make no yeah. mistake, it's strong and grounded and present, knowing this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I've been doing a training in internal family systems, which is all about really harnessing the the wisdom of yourself, right? So it's like, and they say, you can call it your soul or your core or whatever it is, but they call it the self. And it's learning how to relate to yourself from that place, compassionate, kind, creative, caring, all of that. And it just feels what you're saying just feels so resonant to me. So well, it's that. so interesting that you're bringing this forward because my coach just two weeks ago 
had suggested to me that I find somebody who does this work with internal family systems and oh. to do some work with my inner child. Yeah. With that modality. So it's, and I had never heard of it before. And so wow. it's really interesting that you're bringing it up. <laughs> that is, see, the universe is yes. somehow working this. Yeah. Well, it is a beautiful model. Yeah. Like I said, I just completed the level one training and I'm very excited. One, in terms of how, because the training is very experiential, just the amount of healing I got just from being in this circle yeah. of people who were in it yeah. and practicing, but also just seeing the power of it within, again, this group of people who are going out into the world to bring it to other people. So yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's a very compassionate, non-pathologizing method of, of working with mental health, but also can be used in coaching or whatever. But anyway, back to you. I guess I would love for you to share some of how you help your clients sort of move past this story of unworthiness or not enoughness or back to their original wisdom. And yeah. Thank you. Well, I don't do it alone. I will say that I don't do it alone. I really consider myself a channel for the divine, a channel for, you know, I work with a big team of angels. Mm. I consider myself a catalyst and there's something, you know, the energy that's working through me is activating and illuminating what wants to come forward within my clients. And mm -hmm. I think what has given me really a unique positioning in coaching is because I have 28 years of hardcore business experience. And so I work with a lot of women who are very accomplished in the corporate space that had mm -hmm. a lot of these same tendencies, if you will, as I had in the past, this sort of driver, push through, get it done through your will, kind of a mentality. And that my background combined with the program that I went through at the University of Santa Monica, which is very similar to what you're describing in the sense that it was very experiential. You know, mm -hmm. we were introduced a concept, but then we were the subject matter, right? Like I was the homework, I was the study. Right. So yeah. I've been to all of the places that I'm inviting my clients to go to. I was going to say, I, I want to write that down. I've been to the places that I'm inviting all of my clients to go to. I mean, that's lovely, right? Yeah. Like you're not sending them off on this journey of, I don't know. It's like, okay, I know what this is like. Yes. Let me help guide you there. Yeah. And I, I walked myself through it by walking away, you know, a very big, fat, steady, direct deposit paycheck and a lot of status and a lot of notoriety with a really big, well-known, you know, successful company. I walked sure. away from all of that. And yeah, yes, I took little steps along the way, but there were key elements that give me the true experience of 
having that magic elixir of courage be born inside of me. It's like, that's not something that I read in a book. That's because I really quit my job and I really sat in it and I really figured out like, okay, I've been relying on the system to be my financial stability for 28 years. And now I'm going to do it a whole different way. Sort of like, yeah, that's pretty scary. (laughs) Definitely. So there were a lot of real life examples that I took myself through. And it was Mm -hmm. in that experiential learning that we really become masters over what it is, you know, we're trying to teach and talk about. And as we teach and talk, and you know this, we learn because we're wanting to share it. And Mm -hmm. in so doing, it invites us to see it from the many different positions, through the many different lenses, with the many different facets. Yeah. And so it's just been so beautiful, my own process Mm. to keep my consciousness as clear as possible and keep myself open for divine inspiration to work through me. And oftentimes I'll have the experience of like witnessing something that came out of my mouth and I'm like, who said that? You know, (laughs) it's just like, I stay really present and just let the moments unfold. It's lovely. That is lovely. So for listeners who maybe would like to know more about you and your book and how to find you, how do they do that? Yeah, they can go to DonnaBond.com. And as some gifts for your listeners, they're welcome to go to DonnaBond.com forward slash podcasts. And on that page, I've got a complimentary class called Four Ways to Get Unstuck. So if that is of interest to anybody, they are welcome to dabble in that. And I take you through sort of the four big quadrants of transformation, really. Like what are the four big areas and how do we get from one quadrant to the next? And I actually have it articulated as a spiral because I believe Mm -hmm. that's really how growth happens. In our left brain, analytical, logical mind, we wanna make it linear and we believe, right? Like that there's a clear beginning and a clear end and that it's gonna be in a straight line. But we know that that's not really how it works. And we're never going to go backwards. Right. And we're never going to go backwards. (laughs) Exactly. So once we can get comfortable with recognizing that going backwards is actually part of what moves us forward, then we can relax a little bit and know that we're still making progress, even when it might not look like that. So I've got this spiral diagram that guides people through what transformation looks like. Very cool. And some opportunities for transformation along the way where they can do their own experiential learning by applying what it is I'm sharing. Awesome. And that's actually a big part of my book as well. In Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You, there are 12 opportunities for transformation at the end of every chapter, Mm -hmm. which gives the reader the opportunity to practice what they've just learned. And in addition to that, there are 12 sacred truth activations, 
which are sort of personal decrees that empower you to reclaim that inner knowingness. Mm -hmm. And they're all, they're meditations, really guided meditations that are written in the first person. And I invite the reader to speak them aloud because there's definitely a process of reclamation Mm. that occurs through that practice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I have not finished the book, but have experienced some of the meditations and the transformations that you share there. So very cool. And by the time this goes live, most likely the audio book will also be out as well, which I'm very excited about. So cool. Yeah. So I'm excited uh, to share that and it's, it's good. I'm I'm really happy with it. (laughs) That's awesome. That awesome. Did you, and did you read it yourself for the audio? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a, I know my sister who is an author, but she's read some of her books for the audio and she was just explaining how just that it's, it's very, a process. it's a process. Yes. It's a process. It's a process. So <laughs> very cool. Well, I'm excited that yes, if that's, so we, I hope you'll send me the links to that. If, uh, when the audio book yeah, is definitely. available and I'll include it in the show notes, along with all your other links that I have here for the listeners to find you and check out the four ways to get unstuck. Biz, thank you so much for having me today. It's been lovely to be with you. It has. It's been lovely to be with you. And I appreciate your coming on the podcast. Thank you. Well, again, as I said at the beginning, I felt like uh, there were so many parallels to Donna's story and my own in terms of shifting in new directions later in life and really those shifts helping us find our way back to ourselves, back to our original wisdom, our true self, our core, our soul. I know this journey for me has been sometimes hard, but I feel as if I just open up a little bit more with each step along the way. And that's been a lovely, lovely process. Just as she shared at the beginning that the the bud. It takes more work. I mean, I'm not going to be able to quote the poem off the top of my head, but that, yeah, it takes more energy and it's harder to stay constricted in a tight little bud than it is, than it does to open and bloom and grow. And I'm sorry, I'm not quoting the the poem because that's way more beautiful than what I just said, but you get the idea and you heard that part. So If you want to know more about Donna, you can check out all the links in the show notes at awakenyourwisewoman.com. If you are interested in knowing more about me and my coaching business, you can find out more at elizabethcushcoaching.com. I think if you also go to elizabethcush.com, it will get you there too. So check out the offerings there. Check out the website check out me, check out Donna. And if you're interested in working with me, I would be honored to have a conversation with you about how to bring your intuition, your divine energy, your wise woman into your journey to help you live a life 
that's fully, authentically you, where you trust yourself, where you feel at home in you, I want that for you. I want that for all women. Let's talk. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take some time, some moments to connect with your inner wisdom. I look forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music by Andy Cush, sound editing by Laura Disler, and show notes by Kathy Cush. If you'd like more information about me, Biz Cush, and the resources shared today, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com.